Welcome to Just Going for a Drive. Sorry for the delay on the on the release of these of this podcast. Yeah. We actually have already recorded an episode. However, we recorded it while sitting on a motorbike. And so the audio quality is mm, There's a lesson there. Not sufficient. Stay away from motorbikes. Stay away from motorbikes. Just as a general rule. They'll kill you. They will kill you, you will die, and your podcast will sound awful. It's not a matter of if your podcast will die. It's a matter of when. It's a matter of when. Did I say podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to a group of motorcycle riders and you won't find a single one who hasn't had a pretty serious accident. That's exactly right. And for that reason, when I was considering foolishly to buy a motorbike, my dad said that he would set it on fire and burn it to the ground. And he wasn't even joking. Yeah, I as a father now, I can, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I, I went through the same conversation with my dad. Absolutely. At, I was about 14 and I turned to him and went, get my license soon. The easiest way to get around the place is I'm going to get a motorbike, Dad. That's the and fastest Dad went, way. Oh, hmm, cool story. Okay, sit down. And then I spent the next probably hour and a half listening to Dad tell me nonstop stories about just him falling off motorbikes, but like in terrifying ways. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. became blind. He wow. fell off a motorbike. He's not blind now though, right? No, but he bounced down the hill and literally bounced down a hill, ended up sort of propped up against a tree. And he remembers he couldn't see. He couldn't see. He's oh all, not God. black, but just like a like grey, misty. And so he kind of, I'm blind. He felt someone kind of prying at his eyeballs. And the person doing it was like, oh, no, 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 you're not blind. What has happened is you've had such a bad accident. Adrenaline has flooded your system and it actually floods into your eyeballs. You'll, it'll, you know, your circulation oh will clear that out. And wow. that was just one of the stories. Yeah. And that's why I'm really into cars now and don't really think about motorbikes much. Yeah, I'm very much in the, in the same boat. Boats are also safer than bikes. Weirdly. Um, yeah. You, know, you, could, you could just drown at any minute. Sure. Quietly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my dad recently, as you know, he just he's recently got a brand new knee. And yeah. that is bike related. Falling off bikes. Falling it's off a, bikes. Yeah. yeah. So cars. Cars, podcasts, that's what we're here for. That's what we're Let's here talk for. about cars. Let's first kick it off with some shout-outs. Some shout-outs. So we'll uh, shout-out to a listener who let us know that because of us, they have stopped using their mobile phone while driving. Well, congratulations. So high-fives all round. High-fives to you, Well done, us. Not while you're driving. Keep both hands on the wheel. Well done, us. Um, also, another shout-out. Another listener has let us know that from something we were talking about, I believe it was in episode one, they actually took the time to check their car and found out that they also had no oil in their car and so topped it up and apparently it sounds much better now. So we're, we're helping. Well, congratulations, um, listeners. Thanks. Yes. thanks very much. And to that. other listeners, the dipstick is not supposed to be shiny all the way. No, it's supposed no. to be black at the It's one of the few the places there. on the car that's not supposed to be shiny. I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, shout I out polish to a mine. few named listeners. Oh, yes, um, do that. Shout out to Trent Nam. The benefactors of this podcast, they are supplying the very recording equipment that we are using right now. Got the old uh, high-quality Zoom recorder. Thanks, Trent. Now, I saw them last night, uh, gave them a big hug, and they were just really anxious to know that I was not breaking it. So, yeah, now, if you can hear this and you've got it through, I haven't broken it yet, team. Uh, but it is, yeah, your thank- shout-out is buried over here in Episode 5. Thank you very much. Also, you got another one? A, uh, a shout-out to... Actually, we'll save that shout-out before the intro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. So, listen. Welcome to Just Going for a Drive, a podcast about cars and driving. And if you're the kind of person who has a favourite colour for a car, this is the podcast for you. What is your favourite colour? A great question. Before I get on my (laughs) zinger. Uh, 
Well, it's a it's a little complex because I I prefer certain models in different colors. For example, Lamborghini. That is either black or lime green. Or a variation of, li- of excitement. Or a variation of lime green. It's got to be a bit mental because it's a mental car. I think you can't go too plain there. No, you can't but, yeah. have a brown Lamborghini. No. No. Beige. Beige Lamborghini. Captiva grey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lime green for Lamborghini. Or yeah, black. Black, of course, yes. Um, I also, I like, I mean, if I had to say one colour, it would be white. I think it's crisp. Yeah, I like. I particularly like a white car with black wheels. I think oh, that okay. looks nice. Yeah, yeah, a little bit powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the black wheels look good because they they look good for a longer period of time because obviously your wheels are getting dirty all the time. So okay, I true. think black wheels, white car. I think that looks good. It looks looks crisp. You're yeah. a real um. You're a stickler for a clean car. I am a I've stickler actually, for I've, a clean I've been running down yeah. some rules about the uh, the Nick clean car clean car. I'm going to edit this out. The Nick yeah. Clean Car Program. Rule number one. Wow, you said that so well the first time. I just, <laughs> I'm a natural, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to edit that bit out too. The Nick Clean Car Program. Rule number one, I've noticed, is that no one else is allowed in your car. That's a general rule. It doesn't matter if they are dying. And you are the only person who can drive them to hospital. Yeah. No open wounds, certainly. No open wounds. Definitely not. Heart attack? Uh, yeah, heart attacks. Heart attack is... Late stage. Fu- yeah, late stage. No, no dribbling. Yeah. I mean, I've got a rubber boot liner and you are welcome to lay in the boot all you want because I can hose that down for a reasonable fee. That's that's kind. Rule number yeah. two. If something goes into your car, that same thing comes out. Exactly. People, grit. Yeah, anything. That's I would, I would actually put that as rule number one. If something goes into the car, it comes out of it. And that way it stays showroom. Always keep it mint. Nothing must be in the car that didn't come with the car. Non-approved oxygen. Yeah, non non approved. <laughs> I do have a particle particulate particle filter. I've got a particle filter in the car. You're quite particulate about this. Yeah, you? I'm very particular about that. Yeah, I yeah I I like a clean car, clean 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 car. I can respect. Let that. me just have a drink. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't talk. And look, let me tell you, if you have ever emailed in to a podcast about cars and driving to tell them about something that you have noticed on the road, well. Dear listener, Graham of No Fixed Address, this is definitely the podcast for you. Thanks for writing in, Graham. Thanks for writing in, Graham. Um, long time, long time listener, first time emailer, first off emailer as well. Someone's been brave out to email us at justgoingforadrive at gmail.com. No one's reached out on the Instagram yet at justgoingforadrive. But Graham wrote in too. Tell us about what something that, something that gets his heart racing, and we're going to discuss here, and that is when people reverse into. Car parks. In, oh. in a car park. Everyone's at a 90 yep. degree angle. Yep. And if you're reversing on in, you know, you know the kind where you're driving up, you're driving forward, you see the park. You do not nose into the park and mm-hmm. then get on with your day. You nose past. Yep. You put it in reverse. Back it up. And you back it on. And everyone else has to back up as well. And generally, if you're like me, I leave a lot of space between myself and other cars. Sure. I just, you know, yeah, play it safe. I play that that old kind of silly rule that your dad always tells you. You behave like everyone else on the road is a raving moron. Yeah, it's a good rule. I'm sub- really subscribed to that. Yeah. But that's when, because you're following too closely to the car in front, they want to back into a car. Don't you have to back in. Exactly. And I've seen fights yeah. on Facebook about this. Oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. comments section's going Yeah. Nuts. I mean, I'm on the side. I'm on the side of Graham here. Mm. I don't see the point in um, reversing in because unless you're pulling a bank job, what's 
what's the need for the quick getaway? And I know exactly what Graham's talking about here. He's talking about a specific car park at a workplace and... It should be said that we've both worked with Graham in the past. He's yeah. not, just, not just some stranger. That, that's who's listening to this. We know, we know Graham. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Hi, this, other listeners. This pod is for you. <laughs> when you're reversing in, especially for me, who, someone who is often late, I'm always running late. I don't have time for people reversing in. And they are reversing in so slowly because it's it's obviously harder because they are looking on the little screen on the dash to mm. see the reverse camera like I'm reversing in. I don't understand the mindset. What's, you know, why are you trying to get away so fast? I guess, I mean, some people don't like their jobs and they're just like, oh, yes, I need to be facing forward so that I can get out. They're pulling the slingshot taut before go. they even get into work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm ready to go. Here we go. I'm out. Yeah. But then, you know, on the other side of the coin, I have heard people, um, friends of mine, yeah, I have friends who enjoy reverse parking. <laughs> yeah. Re- reversing into a park. Yeah, that's right. What reason but, do they well, give? Do you they, ask they, them? Yeah, they said that it's it's easier. I, I guess because the reverse camera is there, but then also when you're reversing in, it's a bit like a forklift truck in that the wheels at the front are turning so that it, you know, it feels like you're turning in faster. Oh, uh, so you've got to actually a little bit more... Yeah, it's um, a little bit nuance, more, a little yeah. bit more feeling on the wheels. I Maybe. see. Maybe. So I see. I mean, is it justification? Not for me. But you do do whatever feels it's comfortable. It's an explanation. I mean, I don't see it as easier because essentially, when you're reversing, that's the hardest way to drive a car. I would rather be reversing out of a park where there's bigger spaces to get to. Yeah. And like, so if I reverse in the wrong, you know, in the wrong spot, less room for error. Whereas if I'm reversing in, I'm I can't go left or right. I've got to get it perfect every time, which I do. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Because I also, I don't have a reverse camera. My reverse yeah. camera is, uh, is the old Your twist, eyeballs. And, <laughs> twist in the, and the, the left arm thrown over the passenger seat. Yeah, good. Sometimes over the passenger. Nice. Mel, how you doing? Well, I'm sometimes in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, how you doing? No, I put my hand on your knee when I'm reversing. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to change gears because we're holding hands. But let's... um. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice to change them together, though. <laughs> I a, think so. It's really bonding. How did you learn how to park when oh, you were getting yeah. driving instructions? Like parallel parking. A great question. I was often in the car with either a driving instructor or my mum was teaching me to drive, I think because my dad wouldn't have the patience to do it. But they would, the drive, both, both my driving instructor and the, my mum would say like, oh, okay, you just need to, when, when you see this in your mirror or when you see this on this part of the window, that's the time to turn the wheel, which is, is all kind of irrelevant because... You're always going to be driving a different, or you're often going to be driving a different car. You can't rely on those sort of static signals. But I guess that's a good way to to start you off. Like, you, okay, you, this is this is the basic premise of when to start to turn, How and then moves. you kind of you, you work out the nuances yourself later as you as you get more experience and drive more frequently. My driving instructor, the the car that he would turn up in, you know, with the little the passenger footwell, oh shit, brake. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, my mum had one of those as well. I mean, not literally, but she would slam <laughs> slam her foot into the empty footwell. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> that's, that's the most impotent feeling in the world when you are a passenger yeah. and ah. just, you stomp on just an old coffee cup. <laughs> oh, no coffee cups in No, of in course. Well, not. Well, I've never yeah. had to do that in your yeah, car. Well, yeah, of course. Actually, around a few times. Uh, you know, I picked, I picked up my But habits. on my driving instructor's car... He had a little orange triangle in the left passenger side rear quarter window. Oh, right. It was this tiny little 
it was probably about an inch high. Okay. But that was the point at which, when you're reversing, I'm looking back, and that was the point at which whatever, I think the, the last bit of the car, once it gets past that orange triangle, that's when you start turning the wheel. Right, okay, I, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it before, and I think the orange triangle might have been just above the back wheel to teach you about the geometry of it all. Okay. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's a good. It's a good starting point. Yeah. I'm a good and parallel parker now. I, I, oh, I, do, parallel I do not parking. feel the parallel park. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's it's a skill, and you, you you love pulling up to a parallel park with the confidence of someone that's been driving for twenty years yeah. and just like, yep, this is me. In fact, get out and watch me do this. Yeah. And Ga- the, gather a few people. Gather you? gather people gather people around because it's it's a it's a fun thing to do. And on the flip side of the coin, it's it's great. You were telling the story earlier. Oh, I'll let you yeah, tell it, actually. Let, yeah. let me tell you about this. So, a few years ago now, I was at a, a city pub. And the, this pub is right on the edge of a quite a sort of main city sort of road. And it's got the outside tables. And the outside tables are protected by just uh, tall p- glass panels. Mm. But on the other, directly on the other side of those panels is four parallel parks. Like just four parks along the street. Right out front. The so Rockstar Park. The Rockstar Park. And we're sitting there having a few drinks. It's of a night time and it's in a fairly sort of wealthy area and up rolls this, and they were new at the time, a Mercedes CLS 500. This be- it's a beautiful sedan type thing, but with swoopy lines. It's a, a very attractive car. Really yeah, really beautiful thing. And anyway, so up, up rocks this. It's a long silver Mercedes. That's all you need to know. And there's a parallel park there and it's in front of, I reckon, probably two dozen just night drinkers. Yeah. There's a few jugs on the table. We're having a few laughs, and up comes just this perfect, you know, he had grey hair, and he starts trying to parallel park into this spot that's in front of these 20 people. And he gets in, and he's not quite right, and he moves forward, and no, he just can't quite get it in. And he gets it out again, oh. and he reverses back in. He indicates, and the, for the last two or three times, he did not indicate. He went in, and then went out, and then went in again. And the more he did it, the more everyone at oh, the tables, we conversation ceased. Satisfying. We were looking, 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 and he would fail. Oh. <laughs> and then for his final attempt, he drove off. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made the call, pulled the plug. We clapped. We applauded. Off he went to Switzerland. And look, I can appreciate, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a good parallel parker, that's fine. Yeah, there's park. absolutely nothing wrong with park that. You want. If you were an old fart in a very expensive Mercedes and you can't parallel park, don't do it in front boo. of the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know your limits. Yeah, and there's absolutely, like we say, there's nothing wrong with not being not being great at parking. Just don't park near me or anywhere near me. Not that you could, because I always make sure that I'm in a place that no one else can get near. Yeah, <laughs> if you can parallel park near near Nick, you've he might be dead. Yeah. Something's, yeah, something's some, gone wrong. Something's gone wrong. Cool help. Because you need to also, when you're parallel parking, uh, Nick, take us through this concept that you call curb respect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, when I had uh, when I was driving my Toyota Corolla, great little car, but I had very little respect for the curb. I would just pull up as close as I could. I'd get, you know, we're talking millimetres away. Perfect. Always. Oh, sure. Yeah, never touching it. Never touching it, but, but very close. Maybe once. Yeah, <laughs> maybe once, yeah. whatever. I wasn't wasn't What's precious a about between it. friends. But I'd oh yeah, I always always be very very close to the curb. And now now that I have a new uh, and well more, I have more expensive wheels, and my my wheels are very nice, and I don't want any marks on them. Now I give your the wheels cur- are worth more than the Corolla. Yeah, they probably are. Now that now I have a lot of respect for curbs, and I'm giving 
maybe 10 centimeters. I'm parking like people I used to hate. Like, hey, why are you parking so far away? But I just, I cannot. Leave me alone. I cannot risk. I cannot <laughs> risk a scratch. And I've seen people in, just last night, I was telling you about this. I saw a, saw an old older gentleman driving a, a Jaguar. It was very nice, very nice wheels. And he just he just was parallel parking and just reversed in and he heard that scrape and I just I had to look away I couldn't bear it I couldn't bear it it's not worth the risk for me I'd rather be just a little bit further away I'd rather take the embarrassment of being away from the curb than to risk touching it. Jaguar is one of those cars. It's above whatever line where if they start scratching wheels, I I feel it's more than like ah sucked in you scratched your wheels. It's it's like watching someone accidentally. Like lose their wallet or something. Like, oh my god! Yeah, they just lost five hundred dollars because they did. They yeah, they literally did. If they want, if they want to fix it, but I have a sense that a lot of Jaguar owners are not. They don't. It's like, oh, that's I've added, I've added character. Oh, there's the noise. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's very much the way it goes with Jaguar drivers. But I mean, you know, each each to their own. I'm just saying, I I I give some space. Yeah. I do as well. I've only ever been backed into once and I was in the car when it happened. That was, oh, yeah, that was devastating. Less said about that, the better. But just back onto car parks and sort of when you indicate to claim a park, you know, that that's kind of the oh, unspoken yeah, sure. rule, isn't it? You're driving yeah. around like a Westfield shopping centre, big sort of shopping centre, and you're yep. looking for a park. And the rule is, and I don't think anyone can dispute this, is that when you see a park, you put your indicator on, and once your indicator is on, that's your park. That's your park. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for someone to leave. And when someone is leaving, why do they take so long to leave? When, whenever you're waiting for someone, it's like they they roll up to the car, they get in, and nothing happens. You're indicating for like minutes. What what are, what are you doing? I think when I get in my car, I have a little routine that I I've got to plug the phone in and put my seatbelt on. Sometimes I imagine people are sending a text sure, but that or doesn't take the playlist minutes. right. Yeah, not minutes though. I'm I'm a but I I get in and I'm aware if someone's waiting. Yeah, if someone's waiting, I always I always go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just do my little routine faster because I've got to have my tunes. Yeah, you got to have your tunes. Yeah. <laughs> you're only human. You can wait, pal. <laughs> you got to put on your podcast, you mean? Oh, yeah, I uh, put on the, my quality driving podcast and listen to it again, get those yeah. numbers up. Yeah, good idea. Just going for a drive. <laughs> just just going for a drive at, uh, at in, on Instagram at gmail.com. <laughs> but the indicator, I mean, that's the kind of car park etiquette. That's kind of interpersonal. Yeah. Like if someone's waiting for you, you try and hurry up. We're all in, in this yeah, together. Yeah, of course. But how about this? If you break that etiquette, if you're indicating for a park, yeah. someone comes out, and then someone else comes along and starts going for that park. I say that's oh. that is the modern version of knights throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah, of, you know, oh, that's eighteenth century lords slapping the other one with a glove on the face. Oh, absolutely! That's guns you at can't dawn. do that. I can't. I can't even think of what that is like. <laughs> that's it's, it's time to fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't yell at people very much. People, yeah, hardly at all. I just haven't met. Yeah. But on the the one okay one or two occasions, one of the occasions was when someone, yeah, stole my stole your park. They stole you my had your park. Indi- indicator. It was on. worse. I'd been indicating, waiting for a park. They were reversing. They reversed out. They drove off. And before I could even move, a car full of young people, ah, oh, the worst, zoomed, <laughs> zoomed up, and they took my park. They all jumped out, slammed the door, went ha 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 sorry, and ran away. That's very brave to leave their car unattended like that so fast after pulling a move like that. I was furious, but even 
even as it happened, I was a little respectful because they really? knew it was wrong. They knew yeah. that they'd kind of gone, someone's waiting, let's do it. And with the callousness of youth, off they, off they went. But I wasn't ang- as angry as I could have been because the car next to that car was also about to leave. Oh, I had my okay. indicator on. Yeah. I waited. I yeah. waited patiently. They were, they were doing something. They took ages. They reversed out. They drove off. And then guess what happened? Surely not the same thing. The same thing. Oh, my God. The car drove up and just parked sedately in there as I was moving forward. She What's going on? What? I wound down the, this is when I wound down the window and I'm very not proud of it, but I shouted at this. Well, she was a lady who was older than me. She deserved <laughs> much more respect than I gave her. However, she had seen me there and she hadn't. I had my indicator on and I just kept shouting at her until she left. She got back in her car and then reversed out. I find that the older generations often don't. They don't have time for the niceties or politeness or manners. They're just like, I've been around a long time. I'm doing what I want to do. You, you got time on your side. You're going to have to deal with this. And like the, the pushing in, there's no, there's no etiquette. No. And it's like, I don't understand that because surely if you've reached those advanced years, you were probably brought up in a time where etiquette was more important and than it is now. Off no end. Yeah. Having to wait for all these old people. Yeah. My time is My come. time. To, in her defense, she, she hadn't seen me. She should have. Oh, she but probably she, had cataracts. Her comeback was, you better not be lying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a, a moment of high blood, and I've never forgotten it. Yeah. About like, yeah. You know, once, no, once the indicator's on, my indicator was on first, not before yours. What, what about the fake indicator? You know, like when someone indicates left, but then they turn right. Then they just don't go. And then, oh. That's uh, what happened. Oh, I... I never trust an indicator. You know that. That's that's one of the just going for a drive rules, folks. Put it right up there. Yeah. Never trust. Don't an indicator. trust an indicator. No. You just you need to see them moving in the same direction as their indicator before you know that that's what's happening. I saw it just this morning. I basically drive to Sam's house and get enough material for this yeah. podcast. It doesn't do any prep or research. <laughs> Somehow we're still this good. Yeah, check us out. Yeah. Uh, so I was driving two lane two lane roundabout. There's a guy in the left-hand lane coming up to the roundabout. He indicates left. Like, he, he just put the indicator on as he was approaching the roundabout. Okay. So, I assume, ah, he, he hasn't left it on by accident. He's just popped it on. And then, not only does he not go left, but he goes straight ahead and then into the right-hand lane and then back into the left-hand lane within the space of the roundabout. Like Chic- he's just Chicanes like, are for people not in a hurry. Yeah, I'm just going straight. Whatever. I'm going to indicate left as well, just to, just to trick people. <laughs> Just to shift people away. I'm just throwing throwing a fakie and then I'm going straight. Ha ha. <laughs> what a prankster. Yeah, what a what a wacky funster. We should have him on the show. Wonder how many how many accidents he's had. <laughs> Dozens. Yeah, it's it's often the the person in the wrong that gets the most angry. Which Isn't is that interesting? Yeah, 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 that is weird. Because this lady had stolen my park and she was as angry. She was as angry I was as to be told to move yeah, because yeah. I was there first. Right, what's going on? Yeah. You better I not be you young whippersnapper. Rules of the road. Yeah. But before we leave parking, and thanks, Graham, for... Oh, that was a rich vein, actually. Thanks, I didn't, thanks I didn't for know we'd get enough from just for getting our blood in. boiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a car park in Adelaide. It's got this ramp. It goes from ground level up to second level. It's quite steep. And I've, I've driven up it all my life as a child and watching you know, my parents drive up there and learning to drive, and up I go. And my mum said to me, while I was driving the Mazda 323, my first car, while she was driving it, she was going up this ramp and you have to be on it if you're driving a manual car it's the handbrake it's clutch super steep it's 
you've got to have all your processes. And she turned to me and said, once you can make it up the market car park ramp in a manual car, then you know how to drive. You're, you've done. That's yeah. the final boss. Good. I've never forgotten it. And the first time I did it, I was like, yes. I thought of mum and I thought, yes, I've done it. I'm here. And I still think about it for, for my son now. Like, yeah. If, if he ends up kind of driving a manual, he probably will try to. That's, the, that's his final test. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, that's, of course, that's a dying art because um, we are, and right, rightly so, we are moving into the electric age. There's no gears in electric cars. They've yeah. just got one. They just go. And, and they're the, great. Electric but, cars can tell if you're on a ramp and stuff. They put the handbrake on for you. Yeah, and then it goes on hold. You get a little green writing, hold. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the future. I feel like I've never driven a car that's been made... The older, the youngest car I've ever driven is a 2001. I mean, consistently or owned. Like regularly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of these new technologies are fascinating to me. Yeah. Wow, it knows. <laughs> I just guessed just now that like, oh, I'm sure it would know you were on a ramp. Would it? Yeah. It Amazing. Does. Well, it knows when you're, whenever you're on a slope. God, I feel like a Ceno man. Just like, yeah. wow, what does this button well, do? It's basically just auto handbrake. It puts a handbrake on for you so you don't roll backwards. Yeah. And that's you don't all, have that's to all it's doing. Have your mum telling you to, you've got to become a man upon this slope. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mum, not here. <laughs> not like this. Yes, now. Yeah. All right, good. Good. Yeah. I'm happy I'm happy with parking. I'm happy with parking too. Let's, Let's move, move on. on to topic 2. Topic of topic of the week. Now, you've got a story that starts this off. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, so my my boss at work, his name's Hayden. Hello, Hayden. Hello, Hayden. There's a there was a shorter gentleman that works at the same place as myself and Hayden. And Hayden and his girlfriend were walking into the company car park and Hayden Hayden little little nudge little nudge to his girlfriend Imogen hi Imogen little little nudge Imogen hey watch what car this guy gets into I've never seen it but I bet it's enormous because this little wager between yeah, uh, little, little wager because this guy had little man syndrome he was very small but very aggressive and talked a big game he's like I'm I'm a big I'm a big boy <laughs> and so. They they follow this guy a little bit. Like, oh, Imogen's like, I, re- I really want to get going to win it. No, no, just just watch. While you're telling this, I can hear the that, the plucky zany music from sitcoms. Dun, dun, dun. What dun, car dun, is it going to be? Dun, dun. He takes his key out as he approaches a Fiat 500, but then park next to it, and when the camera reveals, it's a Ford F150 or something similar, an enormous truck. The Yank Tank. The Yank Tank, as we know it, the huge car. But the my favorite part of this story is the fact that the while they're laughing (laughs) i was right the the man goes up to the driver's door opens it up he doesn't he doesn't jump in immediately oh no (laughs) he grabs from the footwell a little set of stairs little mini set oh yeah little set of stairs (laughs) pops it down on the floor steps up into the car because he can't get up without these little stairs he's in the driver's seat and, and then the coup de gras, the best part of the story. He gets a little stick with a hook on it, <laughs> puts the stick down, and pulls up the stairs with the stick, and just get, puts the stick and the and the little steps into the passenger footwell now. So he must, as he gets out, remember to put the stairs into the driver's footwell so that he can get it from that side. So he, he yeah, gets so out. And he, he has must to drag it across. Drag it across because he has to get down from onto the steps and then lift lift it back up, <laughs> arms at full stretch. Back into the driver's side footwell. There's my little steps. And that is what we're now going to be talking about. Big trucks. Big cars. Hey, just before big we trucks. move on, obviously yeah, the tone is being set for what we think of these things. 
Yeah, but we're not fans. No, and we're going to get into the kind of the kind of person. But imagine there's there's the set of <laughs> I was going to say balls, but I won't. Imagine the the set of confidence you would have to have yeah. to make the decision. You bought the truck, you're getting into it, and then you have to realize that you need to buy yourself. It wasn't a Ford set of steps, was it? No, no, no. no this, this was this was <laughs> this was not Ford branded steps, no. and they were not part of the he car. He has had to decide into himself to publicly go, I am buying myself a set of steps to get into my truck and this is fine and normal. And then the next <laughs> step, like he's still confident enough to go, and now I need a stick with a hook on it. That's what I need <laughs> to get into and out of my car. This is a perfect, normal, fine thing to have to manage. This is a confident person. This is a confident person. With Just the- like buying, I don't know, like a charging cable for your phone or something in your car. Yeah, like it's the most natural thing in the world. Oh, big trucks. You're really missing something within yourself to need something so enormous. Like you never need a car that size. No. And that's, that's the point of it, I guess. That's our main beef with these cars is they're like... They're unnecessary. Ha- they're, they are unnecessary to have so much size because... What do we always do? We look in the back window. We look in the tray. What do we see? It's not just empty. It's pristine. Yeah, these trucks... Anytime you see one of these trucks, have a glance in the back, and you won't won't even see leaf matter. You might think Nick has been around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could easily be. archaeologist brush just kind of cleaning out the entire... (laughs) Yeah, well, I like to keep things clean. But, yeah. We're all very glad. (laughs) Oh, these things. They've never been off-road. That's for sure. No. No, no. No, no, I mean, you could go cross-country in them, but... Only, only on bitumen. Only on paved roads, only and big paved roads. Absolutely, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they yeah. get a bit bloody gritty on your. Well, what, yeah, on your, on your semi-suburban off-road ones. Every time I see them, now this is probably this might be a bit far, but it just occurred to me the other day what the thing I really see every time I see someone driving these ones is if you've ever if you've ever seen like a a, a little boy become a toddler, like they were a baby and they're walking, yep. and then they just get a little bit more muscular. They can run now, and they can stomp, mm. and they make loud. They can, they know how to shout now, and they also notice that adults are big, and adults get praised for being big. And these little, little, probably three-year-old tyrants are stomping around. And what they really like to do is to do a deeper voice for an adult, and they like to get a Tonka truck and run it over their G.I. Joes and they like to shout about this is kind of this is all normal behaviour if you've got a a, a kid a, a son a little boy who's not this age yet he's going to go through this where he's going to talk like this and say that I'm a big boy I'm a <laughs> big boy and he's going to run <laughs> over to get his truck he's going to say truck because it feels good to I'm a big boy I'm a big boy that's what I hear every time I see one of these trucks one of these drivers just yeah getting in and he looks at it and just thinks what a big boy he is I'm such a boy gonna smash and someone's gonna come along eventually and grab this three-year-old toddler and go shush hush exactly. you make mummy needs to sleep stop making a fuss daddy's trying to work on his D painting or something you're taking up too much space way too much space yeah. and that's how you get guided but I don't think I don't know if it's unkind, but every time I see these trucks or a crew of them, yeah. if you want to tell everyone that your dad didn't hug you, this is a very public way to do it. I a mean, great they, way to do it. Yeah, it's it's really getting the message out there. Yeah. You, never got, you never got over the stage of just telling everyone with your little, little spliver glistening chin thrust out that you're a big boy. <laughs> I'm a big 
boy. I'm only going to do that. That is now the voice that I'm going to hear. I'm only going to do that voice a little bit more because Mel told me never ever to do it again within her hearing. So sorry. Sorry about that, darling. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm glad you've done it. And that is the voice of those truck drivers. Even if it's a, even if it's a lady driver, as I saw this morning, actually. I saw a, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like they're very a masculine truck. Yeah. Really like, oh, a big boy. Okay, one more time. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Yeah, she had that voice as well. I'm a big boy. <laughs> oh, man, do I... Come on, here, here's here's the keys, honey. Take that. Take my take my car. Can I oh, have so I have to? Nope, you have to. T- nope, you have to take my car and you have to do the voice. Oh, for God's sake! I'm a big boy. <laughs> oh, I'm a big boy. Louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the voice that I'm going to hear for those drivers from now on. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I always saw the people that drive these cars as you know when you're in year twelve, the end of high school, mm. and you're going to the year twelve formal or the prom, whatever the kids call it these oh, days. Yeah. You're going to the prom. But because you are that age, you don't have like a suit or anything. You've never not. had a job. So you wear your dad's suit jacket. That's what it's like. It's too big for you. It doesn't fit well, but you're a big boy. You're a big boy. You've got a pencil neck. you got a pencil neck and this massive And you've got your finger... All jacket. anyone can see of your hands is fingertips. <laughs> Just fingertips. It's not tailored for you. No. It's tailored for someone much bigger. Someone much bigger. Your dad. Your dad. And... You're putting on this jacket, little fingertips poking out, like the ghost of Mr. Burns coming through the forest. <laughs> Just the fingertips coming out and... <laughs> they bring you love. <laughs> All right, I think that's copyrighted. We'll cut that out. Cut that um, out. But yeah, the the year 12 person, year 12 boy, going to the prom, dad's jacket. And I'm starting that to see other things the as well. Jug ears, like those, like the... <laughs> they've got the rear vision mirrors, you know, the wing mirrors. <laughs> so big. They're albatross wing mirrors. They absolutely are. They're just... They're just like wing nuts. You, you think you oh they're there to see around the massive. Uh, well, you need big mirrors to see far that far back. You could easily fit. You could fit a car into the tray of these things. Oh, that's what I need it. I for. mean, you I wouldn't because you. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm going to do a big shop. What for this year? Yeah, <laughs> you could. What of it? If you needed it for shopping, the amount of shopping that you would conceivably be able to fit in that above something arguably better. Yeah, is. You'd feed a village. Easily you would. You'd feed a couple of frozen cows in there. Yeah, you could. I mean, you wouldn't because then you might get some marks on it. Oh, well, they're frozen, so you have them all wrapped up in plastic. Oh, yeah, okay. And you've yeah, got to think these things through. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But the rest of the space would be taken up by just enough calories <sighs> and energy to... You, yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Because you, you, you see these cars and you imagine the person driving them until, until you see the little pinhead in the window. It's incredible, You're, isn't it? It's like yeah. a, there's a child <laughs> driving that car. Oh, it's yeah. a real... Just yeah. perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. just perspective. Yeah, yeah. You you imagine before the you see that little pinhead in the window, yeah. you imagine it to be someone quite large. You imagine a larger person driving this car. A brawny person. They must need they must need a lot of space. Yeah. This must be the only car that they can fit. Lots of but room. When you see inside those cars or you see see pictures of them or just you want to you want to take a gander of the the chump getting his <laughs> steps out of the car. You have a little peep inside these cars. There's not a lot of space. They're cosy. Like a reverse TARDIS. They are bigger on the outside than the inside because that's that makes sense. But like the inside is so much smaller. There's a lot of cotton wool around them. There's Actually, a lot this, of cotton wool. This reminds me of this. I, I read an article. Yep. I reckon I read it 20 years ago about the rise of the four-wheel drive. Yeah. Why has everyone got four-wheel drives? And it was written by a, sort of a psychologist, journalist type person. And they were saying that the reason that there were so many four-wheel drives coming out on the road, and this is pre these these Dodge Ram truck things that yeah, we're talking about Yeah, well, this is now. just a tr- 
trajectory. Yeah, this was just trajectory. Cut that bit out. Yeah, there's like three J's in that. That's good. Yeah, you wrote this. Notice the um, they'd interviewed a person who was working at for car companies. They were like a free freelance kind of psychologist. They noticed there was this market segment that was emerging that wasn't being responded to, which were these were these they were doing these profiles of the kind of person who didn't want a station wagon anymore, wasn't really comfortable in a minivan, this is American, but they were starting to buy these really large trucks. And Mm -hmm. they had this quite a damning series of personality traits. Like They were more likely to be selfish, less likely to be have certain levels of education. They wouldn't they they're less likely to donate to charity or to be a member of a some kind of community organization. Like they're all these little kind of less likely to, more likely to things. But the down the bottom was they had to start designing these cars. Yes, not to be big and roomy and have lots of space and air in them because they could fit, but no, to be cusseted in. And yeah. really kind of just packed in Or cosseted even. Cos- goss- gosseted? <laughs> I'm not sure. What is going on with us today? Yeah. Cannot talk. I'll, I'll, I'll just bleep these bits out <laughs> so it sounds really cool. But yeah, they had to. They wasn't just about designing a big car there. It was to make these cars an extension of what this person wanted themselves to be. Right. They wanted to be big and powerful and take up more space because they found themselves to be insufficient. Space. Space. That's the thing, And isn't down it? the bottom of it, the one thing they really emphasized in having in these cars was having big cup holders so that these people could have access to big, warm, milky drinks just to be totally secure. Big American coffees. Yeah, just large, gulpy. That's why the, that's why the insides are so small. Is so they feel all cozy and nested in and like nothing's going to rattle around or hurt right. them. Insulated, literally insulated from the world. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah interesting because yeah, the American cars seem to have these... Like massive cup holders, mm. which like I've got a German car, Sam's got a Japanese car. You'll never see enormous cup holders in either of those. You'll never see They're plural. The normal, yeah. No, I've got one cup holder, and that's mine. And so Mill has to hold her, <laughs> hold her drink. Well, she's got she's got nature's cup holders. Yeah, hands, handsies. Yeah, you, American cars have such enormous, enormous cup holders. Like everyone's driving around in big gobs, probably. Yeah, that's probably so they've got such a big car. That and American can go to the cup holders the designed it so that. They swing on a, on a kind of an equilibrium, like if the, if the car's moving, oh, like gyroscopic the, cup holders. Yeah, gyroscopic <laughs> cup holders, so there's not liters of soda getting thrown <laughs> about the interior. Oh my god! Mm. I just the oh, thought, sorry. the sorry, thought okay, of soda. <laughs> of course, the reason that we're talking about this is that in Australia recently, you can write these trucks off as a tax write-off for your business. If ah, you have an, if you have an ABN, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter what your business is. Clever. Then you claim this very, very large and cheap to make truck. And that's why you're sort of seeing generally more of them. Ah, oh, that's yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. And it sort of plugs yeah. into that idea. It's the same. It's the same reason that people build a new house that fills the entire block of land they have. They just need to fill it with space. Stuff, uh, I've with got my thing. things are missing inside of me, so I need to create things externally. I need to demonstrate just, my value to my yeah. father. Yeah, it's just it's been a lot of dad talk today, hasn't there? Yeah. Um, good day for it. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Love me. No, is it, you're, you're absolutely right. These people need to look internally before they <laughs> can be really, truly happy because the ca- the car is so big, you can't get a bigger car because then you're you're taking up more than a lane and then you can't actually drive anywhere. It's literally just telling everyone else who sees you, 
that you feel insufficient. I feel like the world doesn't notice me. I need to be... Oh, we are. We are going hard on oh, these people. We However... See, we see you, not what you yeah, want us let's, to see. Let's, let's point out that we are not punching down. We will never punch down because these guys are high. What? You can't you punch down some of these. and swing to punch these guys. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. They are lofty. And look, if you're, if you're driving a Dodge Ram as you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. But also just remember, you can't shop yourself happy. Oh, yeah, that's a good saying. Even if you fill up the back with as many dead cows as you possibly can. But you know what? That is a great saying, and you should print it on a T-shirt, and everyone listening should buy those T-shirts, because you can't shop yourself happy, buy these shirts. <laughs> Just going for a drive. Listen to a podcast. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I was saying earlier, these cars don't go off-road. No, I mean, they they could and can. They're big enough. Yeah, but they never do. No. It rem- reminds me of my favourite car saying, if you're going off-road... Get a four-wheel drive. However, if you want to come back, get a Toyota. Yeah. What kind of Toyota? Any Toyota. <laughs> get a Yaris. Get a Yaris. <laughs> they'll they'll yeah. bring you back. They are they are bulletproof. Oh yeah. no, the Dodge Ram is is stuck. Here comes the rescue Yaris. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That would work. But yeah, have we mentioned that? Yeah, if you if you if you claim that you need the space and the power, get a Hilux. Get a Hilux. That's that, the only that's, answer. It's big enough. My dad even, had a Hilux, and I, I loved, I loved driving it. it yeah, was it's fast. Oh, it was fast and yeah. powerful. Yeah, and high. I felt like a king. Yeah, you're a big boy. I felt but it's like not, a big but it's, boy. <laughs> okay, just, but it's not ridiculously big. It's it's not unnecessarily big. And you often see like, like I've thought about this a lot. You those. Dodge Rams and the Ford whatevers, they're not bought by people who are going off-road. They're not bought by farmers because farmers buy Land Cruisers or Hiluxes. They want bulletproof cars that you can take off-road. These cars are so unnecessarily big, so bad for the environment, such big engines. For what? For nothing. They're not carrying anything around. They're just taking up space. They are carrying things around and there's an argument... They're carrying egos around. Anything that is being carried around could be carried in a van. Absolutely. Oh, I'm a tradie. I need big car. But it's actually le- it's it's less, van. less car. Where are you putting the, the, the ladder? You need usable space. That's yeah. what you need. Mm. So, like, you can have your ram with your lots of different cabins and the, the ute area, the tray. But there's no way you can take as much stuff no. as a van. No. Get a van. Get a van. <laughs> oh, a van's not strong enough. Yeah, they are. They totally are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. You'll get yeah, not to ta- the... Uh, not taking these building supplies off-road. No. You're not carrying those taps. Yeah. <laughs> up the hill. <laughs> nah. Good. I, th- I think we've... um. I think we've shed on them enough. I think so. I mean, well, we you'd need a lot of shit to cover these things. Yeah, they are could, big. The, the pile isn't even high enough to get up to the door. <laughs> need a little stepladder. No good. Let's let's uh let's talk about the car of the week. The car of the week. Oh, we it's a personal favorite of mine. It's the Porsche Cayman. Now you organized something special for me with the Porsche Cayman recently. Take us through it. I did. Well, now I'm a big fan of Porsche, and we're going to the Porsche dealership. It's a fun place. I've been there with Nick a couple of times. <laughs> well, it's a fun, it's a fun look, place. Look, let's not skirt around the issue. I've got a Porsche, got a Porsche. Oh, and I was. Oh, <laughs> Oh, how long did that take you? But whatever. Like, anyway, <laughs> look, I was getting something done on my car and Sam was kind enough to drive me drive me home while the car was, was at the Porsche garage. Oh, mate, all you had to do was say, want to go for a drive? And I was there. Of course. Yeah. I know what you're like. But I had arranged with the Porsche guys for a drive of the 
Porsche Cayman for Sam. Take it out for a spin. I'd, I'd have a, had a spin in it and Sam took it for a drive. So this is a car that we've both dri- driven before so we can speak from experience with this car and we both love it. It's a beautiful little thing and they've done a, <laughs> they've done a lot of work on it recently that in the looks department, it's, co- it's a sister car to the Porsche Boxster, mm. um, which doesn't really exist anymore. The, the Cayman and the Boxster are both basically... I don't want to get too nerdy about it, but they're 718s and the Boxster is like kind of a, a convertible Cayman, I guess. And the Boxster is quite a, for a bit of history, the Boxster was sort of the, f- sort of the first new the, cheap Porsche. It was, yeah, it was the first Porsche that wasn't a 911, I think. Mm. I'm right in saying that, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, the 911 the 944 and, then the, and the, you know, the 928, those oh, yeah, type yeah, yeah. deals, but... You know, the first rear wheel, I mean, rear-engined... Porsche is one of those brands where anything that's not a 911 always has a whole group of people going, it's not a real Porsche. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of enthusiasts saying, oh, you can't can't have not a 911. They should only make one car they forever. Make one. What kind of 911? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, good luck Good luck supporting <laughs> just one car in existence for a car company. Well, they gave they it would, a they would crack. Fall. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job. I remember when I first saw the Boxster come out, I think I was about 15, and I saw it coming and I was looking at it and going, ah, oh, here comes a Porsche. I'd started car spotting, you know. Yeah. Sort of, I was still in the closet a little bit about loving cars, but here sure. it came and I was, I was interested to here see it. Here it came in. Here it, here it came in. Not, not yet in. <laughs> uh, they weren't thinking yeah. outside the Boxster just yet. So here comes this Boxster in this story. But I already knew when it was coming towards me. You know when you see those folks on the internet who make themselves a Lamborghini? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how good they are at fabricating and they put it all together and you look at it and you go, yeah. that's not real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, That was the same thing with this box deck. Look, really? I, I've, my enduring memory of it is that it looked like those rubber dinghies, you know, those inflatable rubber ducky things that surf lifesavers use, just the, the big sort of tube around the outside, just big rounded... Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and I wasn't a big fan of the Boxster when it first came out either. It looked mm. a bit too, I don't know, flumpy, curvy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not a real word for Clump- not a real car. It's Cl- not a sort of clunky, clump- clumpy. Yeah, clumpy. it's like a yeah, rounded. Clumsy, but front- not a real word. Clumpy, flumpy. Yeah, you're absolutely bang on the dongle with that. <laughs> oh, bang <Yeah>. bull. <laughs> But nonetheless, from all reports, I'd never had driven one of the earlier Boxsters, but from all reports, they were were a magnificent driving car. They sure. just didn't inspire no. lust from, yeah. from appearance. But they did inspire like, oh, I could get a I could nice get a, fun convertible and just drive yeah. around. Yeah, and not only that, they made Porsche accessible because they had previously, like you say, like the 944s and the 911s, like those cars were... They are great cars, but they are not accessible for your, for every person on the street. And the, I mean, the Boxster is also is not cheap, but it's a hell of a many times cheaper yes. than a nine eleven. And and you know, if you give up on the essentials like a a family, um, you can afford one. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, horses for courses. Families aren't for everyone, and neither are. Bo- Not the Porsche Porsches. Porsches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing on 11s especially. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you make your choices. But anyway, it's a, it, was, it was a nice car, but it wasn't a great car. But I think now I really like them. And we were both lucky enough to see oh. the 25th anniversary edition of the Porsche Boxster. I think they only made like 25 of them, actually. Oh, like, like in the whole world. No. Yeah, they are exclusive. Or maybe 50. No. I'm sure there's less than 125. 25th anniversary, 25th boxes. anniversary boxes. I'm acting so shocked because 
I had arrived to pick up Nick at the Porsche dealership and he said, come on in, have a look. I come on in and have a look and the first thing I get to see is this 25th anniversary Boxster. And the nice young man who's serving us there goes, why don't you get on in? Yes, and please. I, and opened it up for me. I sat in and I, I, was, I was dazzled. Just yeah, by it's the, a, it is a dazzling car. The it's luxury a- and just the... The fit and finish of everything. I felt special just sitting in the bloody... It's German thing. quality, isn't it? it the, really... the heavy thud of the door. Even in a convertible, it's like... Thump. Yeah, everything... Yeah. Nothing nothing rattled or shook. It just sat there and was sturdy and... Uh, and I just think... nice to touch as well. Like yeah. nice, Very tactile sort of things. N- nice finishes and beautiful wheels as well. Yes. Gold. I actually... I saw it a few months later yeah. after, after that. Yeah, and it would have been it... There's was, not another one the, in the South one. Australia. We were in, in the car driving sort of somewhere and we were parked up at the lights along a sort of a main road going the other way and my son saw a nice, a nice 911, a brand new one. Yeah, so nice. a silver one in wheels and I looked at the colour and looked at the 911 wheels and thought, that reminds me of... And there it was. Yeah. There was the boxer following the 911 with the, those... Gold, semi, just gold touched. Yeah, bronzy wheels. Brassy. Yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. things. Have you just on wheels? Because mm. if you've got a favourite kind of car wheels, then this is the podcast for you. Oh, absolutely. Have you seen the the new Cupras? It's oh, a new yeah, brand. that's like a. Well, I think they are. They are. Say it. Yeah, but yeah. they're a bit tougher or something. But the yeah. colour they've chosen for the wheels is this deep bronze. Bron- yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have seen them. God, there. I love that colour. Yeah, it's a good colour. Just yeah. I worry if it's of the age. I wonder if it's like, ah, uh, if you have a car with that color wheels, then you bought it in 2023 because it marks it out as a period oh, of time. Oh, that was huge then. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's But it is, it, it no, is right, a nice color. I love um, it now, but I think they will yeah. go out of fashion. Unless lots of people don't have them, in which case maybe they'll be special. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Hey, look, beautiful. traveling back to the Porsche showroom... Yeah, let's get back. Let's get back into. So the I camera. get out of the 25th anniversary Boxster carefully. Yeah, very carefully. Yeah, don't scratch it. Don't touch it. And Take your shoe. Put you put your shoes back on. Shoes back now. on. Take um, off the little plastic <laughs> cover all they gave me. And uh, then I'm like, right, Sam, time for a drive. <gasps> we get in. We get in a brand new Cayman, and off we go. Just going for a drive. Just the two of us. They were very good about it. They kind of went. Okay, this is your car. Oh, cool. I love those ones. That's fantastic. We'll talk about my car and reveal what it is later on. Yep. For the three people that <laughs> don't know don't what it know is. Don't know what it is. Doesn't matter. And it, they just kind of went, here's the keys off you. Go come back in what? Like half an hour? Yeah, we're pretty minutes? much like, oh, we've got someone else coming to have a look at it. Like sure <laughs> someone, someone that actually wants to buy it yeah. rather than just two dudes that are dropping off another car. Come back at this time. Sure. We will be there one minute before that time. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe 15 minutes after. And what are you uh, do? Yeah. yeah, we're off. We're off. I mean, we you know they've already got the sale. I've bought another car. You know where we're going? Just going for we're a drive. Just going for a drive. Yeah. We're going to do the catchphrase. And it, and the Cayman is a great car for two friends as we are holding hands. Holding hands. Um, or if you've taken a loved one out, it's only got two seats. It's not like the nine eleven, which has kind of those fake back seats, which you can fit a, small, a little suitcase a full dunker or a small person in. Yeah. And you know, I was I was. Very fortunate as a young, as a young boy, I was I, when I was small enough to sit in the back of a nine eleven, and I still remember it. I still have clear memories of it. Yeah, like don't, don't take shoes off, get in, don't touch anything, just sit and yeah, I, yeah, very, very, very. Put these coveralls on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember. I have a very short drive, but it was it stuck with me. It fizzed, and 
Yeah. And, you know, all these years later, here I am with my own, it, my it own Porsche. And it was, yeah. Well, look, I, I got behind the wheel of this, of this Cayman a little nervously. Because mm. it was it's an ex, it was an expensive car. It was one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yes, this around the, that mark. That was yep. the base spec. Yep. And then I was there, the two liter engine, and I sort of took it on roads around the Adelaide Hills that I'm very used to. Beautiful driving. roads. I know the camber of things. I know what speed and mm. the, but in my own car, very sort of comfortable and confident. There. I'm going out later on this afternoon. So oh, it's a great cool. day. Yeah. And my my impression was it was a great fun car to drive. You could feel the weight. Uh, I'll get onto the speed of it in a minute, but as I was taking all these hills and curves and the, my favourite little spots and my where I was going to go, mm. it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars more than a hundred thousand dollars of experience more than I had had with my own car. I wasn't yeah. having the the fun in my own car and then going. I want to pay essentially a house deposit on top of this to feel this much better. The value wasn't wasn't quite yeah there. yeah no i i i, I totally understand mm. what you mean and it's like it's it's like we've said many times before it's not just about the car it's about the environment where you're going who you're with where you're going to what's on the radio um, who you all, are as who a you person. are at that time yeah because you're constantly changing dynamically like a mercedes <laughs> we'll talk about how shit the mercedes website is later they use the word dynamic we everywhere it's about it's about the experience and Sorry, I lost my train of thought with Mercedes. It's not like a train. Although it feels like it's on rails. It's a good car. We're yeah. back on track. We're back on track. Um, oh, another train. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful car, but like you you need to Yeah, you you need to have the time and the space to appreciate it. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a a wine, I guess. Like if you you buy a Buy a twenty dollar bottle of wine. That's great. Perfect. I love it. You buy a forty dollar bottle of wine. Oh wow! I can yeah, I can taste the difference. It's great. You buy all of a sudden a two hundred, a three hundred dollar bottle of wine. It's like this is amazing, but it's not a hundred or two hundred dollars better than the twenty dollar bottle. And you of wine. suspect you know that what if I mean? you had the blind test, you wouldn't really pick. Which it one's out. a three hundred dollar bottle? That one? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you know you 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 are paying for exclusivity. But I did feel if I could throw another simile on top of all this, oh, please. I felt that it was like a musical instrument. Okay, I could play it, but I needed more practice to play it well. Yeah, I thought that there was there's and I didn't think there probably was plenty of sort of potential in the kind of driving enjoyment that you would get from this well balanced article that I wasn't able to access yet. A because I was knew I was driving a. Hundred and forty thousand dollar car that wasn't yours. <laughs> that wasn't mine. Around curvy corners, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, and sort of nailing it and stuff. That it was. It, it was it turboed. It is turboed. Yeah, it's turbo. Yeah. yeah. The experience I've had of turbo is of nineties turbo lag, and I know yeah. how that works and when it comes on and that kind of stuff. In the Porsche, the turbo comes on like a click. You're yeah. accelerating, and then the turbo's on, and you go. And, you're, and you're we done. did travel. <laughs> it mm. was yeah. It was fun. They did really us. fast. Yeah, they did call us. Yeah. Where are you guys? Uh, we're just um, we're traveling back very fast. Yeah, we're just coming. <laughs> yeah, we're being safe. But yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a beautiful car. And yeah, like you say, you do have to. That's one of the things I really like about it, actually. If you if you have the if you have the skill and you have the time to invest in it, and Porsche do do driving in ca- driving oh, academies, yeah. which are which are a fun thing to do. Mm. But yeah, you, you, if you've got the skill, you can really push the car hard and have a lot of fun with it. But if you want to just potter around, it's super comfortable as well. It's not hard. It doesn't have like the hard ex- 
hard suspension that you might suspect that it does given the way that it goes around corners mm. it, you can you can potter along very comfortably go slowly drive through the hills sunroof open the sun's coming in it's a beautiful day you go on 50 you can have a great time you can do that and if you want to push on oh here's a straight bit of road yeah here's a straight bit of road Nail it. bye bye wow i do have the skill to do this bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh here comes a corner oh back Ooh. it off how's my insurance is it good yeah yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a great bit of kit. So Porsche, if you've got a spare one, we're happy to. We'll review it again. <laughs> yeah, to we'll see re- if you want to recalibrate our re- opinion. Re- the last thing I want to say about about Caymans is I notice them around, and they're most often being driven by women. Oh yeah, and when yeah. I see it being driven by a woman, I just get a bit more respect for the car, and I I like the lady because she's gone out and she's bought something that's good, good for yeah. her. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I've got a, expectations and stuff. No, yeah. no, fuck it. No, I know exactly what you mean. And they seem happy. I saw one oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. She'd bought it in aqua. Ooh, like a nice. Really, you know, the Porsche Yeah, aqua. that, that, that bluey. More, yeah. yeah. I'm actually blue-green colorblind, so it was... That, <laughs> it might have been lime green. It might yeah, have been a Lamborghini. That blue-green <laughs> Porsche color. And I, it was stylish, and she was stylish, yeah. and I just had a real... You know when you see other cars that you like, you know you're safe around. They're not going to do anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those. You, it's a car you'd park next to. Yes, yeah, I'm safe yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And just, absolutely. Yeah, and that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm. But it, yeah, it's nice. I like to see. <laughs> it's nice to see female drivers having a great time. Yeah. Smile on the face. Yeah. Like, no, no, like no dickhead husband holding them back no it's like she's happy she's by herself got finally sunglasses got rid of this dickhead yep. sitting next to me and i can drive and i can enjoy myself I and i can woman. listen listen to just going for a drive my favorite podcast and i don't have my dickhead husband slowing me down these boys are making real good points yeah this, <laughs> these boys are knowing good points and they know me so well so if you're a lady and you're driving and you're listening to us write into us at just going for a drive at gmail.com or hit us on instagram at just, just going, going for, for a drive, drive. Let us know what you're driving. Tell us all about it. Tell us what you love driving. Yeah, Tell and us if, why you love driving. Yeah, if you if you're driving a car that we haven't talked about, let us know what you think because we 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 are car nerds. We love knowing about it. We love finding out new things. We know we don't know anywhere near it all. No. Um. We uh. Yeah. We're just we're just enthusiasts. And we, we we like cars and we like hearing about car stories. So yeah, let us know. And if that yeah, if that's anywhere near you, write in. You've seen yeah. how easy it is. Yeah. We'll put you on. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Well done. I'm good. I've enjoyed my drive. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm also looking out the window at this weather and just thinking I've got to... I think it's time to go for a drive. I've got to heat up some tyres. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool day, but the sun's out. Let's go for a drive. Let's go.